get ready to get sticky. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Corona Crush is creating Jewish couples always. Join the Facebook group. Just search Corona Crush and look out for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. They're 100% free and 100% Jewish. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sticky Situations. I'm your host, Rachel, which obviously all of you already know we're how many episodes in. Um, Whatever you're doing right now, whatever platform you're listening on, go follow, rate it, give a five-star rating, a glowing review if your platform allows for it. Nice comments only. Keep the mean ones to yourself. Go follow Shiggy Situations on Facebook. Follow Shiggy Situations Pod on Instagram. Follow Shiggy Situations Pod on TikTok. Send us all your friends. Like, if you hear this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so funny, send it to your friend who's going to also think it's funny because they will find it funny. So go ahead and send it to them. If you would like to come be a guest on my podcast, you can fill out the application in any of my Corona Crush posts. The link is also in my social medias. Or if that doesn't work, you can either send a DM to Sticky Situations Pod on Instagram or Sticky Situations Pod or send an email to Sticky Situations Pod at gmail.com. Same goes for if you would like to date any of my single guests. I'm trying to be shot on here. I want to set this up, make it work. So just shoot me a DM or an email and I'm going to try to make it happen for you. There are also applications for that, but if you can't find it, you, you know how to find me. Okay, everybody, let's get into it. Um, today, I have an extra special guest. Please welcome to the podcast my friend Hadass. Hadass, welcome to the podcast. I imagine like a crowd cheering like, <sighs> <laughs> I need to get like a soundboard thing that like does the applause. Like the DJs? Like sometimes I have a studio audience. Um, oh, you do? Yeah, only, only sometimes. It depends. Depends who's home in my apartment. I love a studio audience. I love watching a show and hearing a laugh track. Like, I actually <laughs> like it. I feel like, oh, I'm allowed to laugh now. Usually I make my studio island uh, studio audience be silent. I see. Um, also, it's just like when I have strangers over to record, I usually have someone else here, too. I see. In case of stranger danger. That's a good plan. Yeah, in my studio, my recording <laughs> studio. So, yeah. So, Hadas, welcome to the podcast. Thank I'm so you. excited th- to have you here. Guys, this has been months in the making. <laughs> All of my friends kept telling me, you got to get Hadas on the podcast. You got to get Hadas on the podcast. That's so nice. So, finally, I reached out to Hadas, but of course, I don't have it together to follow up. <laughs> like, it, we're just both busy. So, finally, we're making this happen, and I'm so excited. Um, okay, but before we get into Hadassah's stories and our discussions, mm-hmm. um, really quick, can you just tell me and my listeners your age, location, relationship status, and religious denomination? Okay, I'm 36. My location is New York. My relationship status is single, and my religious denomination is modern orthodox. Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never really think about it, but yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, it means anything, but we just like to give it. The question is just to give my listeners more of an idea of like who your dating pool dating see, pool see, is and like what what we're kind of dealing with here. We should talk about that, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm excited to discuss. Okay. Um, OK, do, do you want to just jump right in and get started with your stories? 
Sure. So I'll be honest with you. Stories, like, they're not, so, I don't know, they're not so exciting. I feel like we'll, we'll have more of a conversation about them. Like, okay. for me, what I found for the most part in my early years of dating, when I don't even know what my goal was, I don't even know why I was dating. Like, I think I was dating because that's just what you had to do. And like, you ha- marry, marriage was something on the to-do list. It wasn't something I was ready for or was new, even had an understanding of like what a serious committed relationship would be like. And in those days, it would be one date and that's it. I would not continue if I didn't see anything until other people encourage me, you must do second dates. People get nervous. You don't really see someone. You have to give people more of a chance. It's really hard. Yeah. I've, I'm finding now that I definitely do a second date. It's rare, it's rare that I say absolutely not. Um, and it's harder to get past the second date because for the most part, thank God, everyone I've met is a totally nice person, but I just don't, I'm not excited or super interested enough to want to spend more time with them. Yeah. No, I, I totally hear the struggle. I have been saying no a lot. Yeah? When? Before a date. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, I've been like, I don't know. Right now, I'm just in a different era of my life. Okay. I think for a long time, I was saying yes to everyone, giving everyone a shot. And then I got burnt out from it because, like, I'm saying yes to all these guys. And then eventually, I stopped going on dates. I'm like, okay, we'll have a phone call first. Okay. And, like, most guys didn't make it past the screening call. So I'm like, why am I even wasting 20 minutes of my night, like, having the screening call? It's so hard because there's such different advice about it. And I will tell you some stories, but, like, this is something that I think about a lot is I think I understand quickly from a first impression Mm -hmm. how someone is. I do understand giving another chance in case someone's, like, particularly nervous or just not themselves that day. Yeah. We, We all have that. But... I have a hard time seeing this is a perfectly nice person, a gr- like maybe like even a great person, but probably not the person for me. And then I have to, I really question myself, like, are you just being a jerk? Like, can you just enjoy that there's a really nice person here? How much do you need? That's the question I ask myself a lot. Like, why, like, am I being too picky or should I just be grateful that it's like really good person out there, you know? Yeah. I I relate a lot because here's my thing. And, like, I want all of you listeners, you should know by now, like, I love giving dating advice. I love thinking I know everything. <laughs> but I'm single. I haven't found my person. I can, like, give you advice on how to act nicely, how mm. to treat people nicely, what a lot of girls like, um, just, like, how to be a good person on a date okay. or how to, like, dates right but like I don't really have that kind of insight of like oh what is what's the goal here like why am I here why am I saying yes again to this person because like at the end of the day like I'm still single like yeah I've had a couple of really good relationships and I've dated a few really nice guys but I also haven't found that one yet right so all I'm going off of is, like, what my friends tell me. And, like, I think for 
I go back and forth on it because I, I do have different friends with different experiences. Okay. Like, I have friends who their husbands, like, really, like, grew on them. Like, okay. they were very unsure yes. for a while and, like, we talked about it and they went back and forth. And, like, now they're happily married, very loving, like, and it worked out. But then I have other friends where it's, like, they're, like, I knew right away. Right away. And, like... I think it could be a balance for sure. I yeah. think it's just how much growing is there. Yeah. That's that's my thing. And, and also, you know, have you seen Jewish Matchmaking? Yeah, of course. So I, I've known about her from before this, and I know her, date him till you hate him, and all this, whatever... But, and so I think about that, like, and, and I have a friend, we probably have the same friend, who always says that you date in order to decide if you're going to go on the next date. It's not that you're getting married and buying a house and having three children, like, tomorrow. But that's hard for me to think about. Um, it doesn't always feel like the next date is going to make much of a difference. Yeah. I agree with you. And, like, I don't know, because... At some point, it's like, I want to give people a chance, but I also know that if they do something that annoys me, I'm not going to forget about it. (laughs) And, like, if I already am starting to not like them, that really, like, flips a switch in my head. Yeah. I I remember years ago, my friends told me, Hadass, you should not uh, dread going on a date with someone. (laughs) And I'm like... I know, but it's just, it's so good on paper, and I just, I feel like I should give it more of a chance. I'm like, but you're not into it, so stop. But it's really hard. It's hard for me to, to agree with myself. Yeah. No, I agree. So, some stories. Um, This is about, this is actually funny, I'll tell this first one. Someone who I think couldn't stand me, which was just hilarious to me, not in an arrogant way, just like, Wow, I don't know what I did that was so upsetting to them. He was 10 years older than me. I was in my early 20s, maybe mid-20s. And we went out to eat. And towards the end of the meal, he was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, I'll wait for you. He's like, no, no, why don't you go? And I'll (laughs) I'll text you or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it was towards the end of the meal. So I left. And then I, like, replayed the date, and I realized I was talking and I was laughing, and I thought I was having a good time, but he was not really laughing or seemed so interested. I must have really bored him, and he was like, let's end this date. Um, and then after, he texted me, and he said, Hadas, I had a nice time, but I don't think we're the right match. And I was like, cool, that's fine. Like, why don't you add me on Facebook? Like, we could be friends. Like, I thought, like, we could be friends. And he wrote me, he was 10 years old than me at the time, so he was in his 30s. And he said, I don't, uh, thank you. I don't know um, if you know this, but people my age don't really use Facebook. And I'm like, okay, that's false. <laughs> but okay, like probably not on the same wavelength and it was all for the best. But it was just so funny that someone like was trying to get out of a date with me. Yeah. I've never experienced that since or before, but it was, I just like, I laugh about it. It's just kind of funny, like, oh man, I really bored, like, I was so not his cup of tea, I really did not entertain him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I've had guys, I've never had a guy be like, oh no, you can leave in the middle of the (laughs) day. Like, I've told guys, like, when we leave somewhere, I'm like, no, you don't have to walk me home, I'll be okay. Yes. 
because, like, I just want to leave. Yes. Or, like, being like, oh, yeah, it's getting late. I want to go home. Yep. But I've never had a guy do that to me. I know. And I don't know. We know what it feels like, I guess. I've had guys end dates, like, or end end things, but I've never, like, it's (laughs) never been that. Also, my thing is I'm not interested. The second he's not, that second he shows any sign of not being interested, Uh my interest is gone. Like. I think I was so young and naive. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. As When I was younger, I probably did that too. Didn't read cues and stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of my dates, I feel like, were people, the ones who didn't get to a second date, were people who couldn't hold a conversation. Um, and I felt like I was pulling teeth. That's really hard for me because I'm a talker. And I enjoy talking, but I don't want to monologue. Like, I'm not, yep. a, I'm not a podcast you listen to. Um, <laughs> I want, and even when I had a podcast, it was always conversational. Like, I love talking to people. I love hearing from people. I want to be interested. Yeah. Um, so I remember one where the guy was painfully shy. Um, and another one where the, the, oh wow, he was also really painfully shy. We walked around the Bryan Park, um, holiday market. Mm-hmm. He'd never been there. Um, and he, he stopped to talk to every vendor and I had to be like, you can't make eye contact. We're just browsing and moving along. Otherwise we're going to be stuck here. Like we've got to move on. And towards the end, I was ready to finish. And I said, okay, well, um, I'm like, thank you or whatever. Like I'm, I'm going to head home. And he's like, oh, I'm going that way too. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. Um, I get, okay, guess we're walking into the train. I hope we don't take the same train. And that worked out. But, um, yeah, that's been my experience for the most part. These kinds of just unsatisfying dates. Yeah. And I think it's harder, right? When you, when you go on dates through apps or through setups and not when you organically met someone, mm-hmm. it's really hard to gel because you're in scrutiny mode. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't think I've ever gone out with someone who I met like really organically, just anywhere. Through a yeah. meal or like sure. No, they never like me. <laughs> I might express interest in someone, but like, I stop though. Mm-hmm. Like people like don't. Someone's like I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was like, "What if someone catches your eye in shul yeah. or somewhere?" I'm like, "That's a thing. They don't." No one catches your eye, you're saying. It's, and it's not me being picky. It's yeah, me, fine. like, I'm not looking for that. Like, oh, I can notice someone who's attractive. I can notice someone in shul who has a good chazen voice. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I could imagine him singing to me. But, like, okay. But I also, for me, it's not like that. Because I think maybe I've just been burned so many times, like, mm. where I've liked a guy who hasn't liked me. And, like, I'm just done. Like, I just turned off that part of my... Like, I can obviously notice someone who's attractive. I can obviously pick up if I have chemistry with someone. Yes. But I'm I'm just done being like, oh, my gosh. Unless he expresses interest. Right. Which they don't. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to. Like That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. This. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm not expressing interest because he isn't. No, it's, no. like, one of the things I'm looking for now 
like we all have our list of things. I want someone who's into me. Yeah. Like that's on my list of things that I want. And initiative. And that's a it should be yeah. a given. Yes. Yeah, someone yes. who's into me and initiative and like if like that that's what attracts me to someone at first. I mean, it could also creep me out by someone if he's creepy. Well, that's like, the line, isn't it? Yeah. Someone you're interested in, it doesn't matter. They they may never be creepy. And someone you're absolutely not interested in is always going to be creepy. Like, I yeah. just think, for, if we're being really absolutist about it, like, I think that's what it is. It's it's very interesting being part of any community of Jews, or probably not, not even Jews, like, being part of any community, you meet so many people, and the line of friend or acquaintance is drawn so quickly that it's hard to turn into something romantic without stakes. Yeah. Um, like, I my last relationship was certainly my most serious relationship and the like it was a great relationship it just ended because we weren't on the same page about next steps and that we met through friends and that was wonderful but also awful because when it ended it was really hard yeah um for both of us so yeah there are stakes yeah. I mean, I've had friends set me up with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing that's turned out well. <laughs> but, Isn't it funny what our friends think works for us? Yeah, sometimes I get really offended by the guys my friends send me. <laughs> like, one of my friends one time tried to set me up with this guy. I think it was just because she doesn't live in New York. Okay. Some random single guy moved to the her community. Yeah. And she's like, okay, Rachel, I want you to meet him. And I met him, and I'm like, are you on crack? Oh, no. Like, what is, like, why do you think we would get along? Because he's single and I'm single? I told her this. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. But it's like, I don't know. It's very interesting talking about this because the, I don't know if you're on Loop. Yeah. The new dating app that everyone's on. Number one, I think it's the ultimate friend zone. Because you see who wants to be in your loop, and then you're like, oh, you don't want to be set up with me. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to date me yep, because you're yep, in my loop. Yep. Um, which is fine because yes. I don't want to date you either. Oh, but then it's like. Sometimes. But then it's like, <laughs> I don't want to add people because it's like, okay, am I giving them the friend zone? Fascinating. Unless they're actually my friends. I tend. To... I haven't added any oh, men wait, proactively. Yeah, so I think. I, I really also don't add guys unless they're, like, actual friends. Right. Or and it's clear to both of you. <laughs> or they're friends and they're married. I found oh, okay. that I like adding married people on Loop because there's nothing in it for them aside from setting me up. Yes. Like, all my other single friends want to be set up. But, like, I also don't really spend time on Loop. So any single friends who are adding me on Loop in the hopes that I'll set them up with someone, like, just don't add me because I'm not going to set you up. And it's not because I don't want to. It's that I just don't have the time to go and look through it. Well, I think the the positive part of it is that they could look through your thing and ask you for an intro. And then you don't oh. even have to do anything. Like, you could just be like, cool, yeah. yes. But also, I've heard from my friends that who do a lot of the setting up, like, mostly my married friends. Like, these people don't answer. Right. So, like, if you're interested in someone who I'm friends with, just text me and... I, I'm good at harassing people. <laughs> I harass people and for a living to come works. on this podcast. So, like, <laughs> I can harass people to date you also. So, like, I think I don't that's know. how you make a shijuch, actually. That's, that's in the Harassing Bible. people? Right, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. Secrets. 
I'm good at harassing people. I haven't gotten people to go out yet, but like, <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, okay. I'm really trying. Maybe, maybe we could try different methods and experiment and see what works best. Yeah, like I just subliminal have subliminal messaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or people who just listen to me. Subscribing them to like a newsletter just about that person. Yeah. <laughs> Sending them postcards. Sending email. them spam texts. Yes, yes. Date this person. Date this person. Right. Um, he said something. Loop, matchmaking, setups, meeting people through other people. Yeah, I think that's my dream. Oh, but also, there are certain people in the community where I live that I totally have a crush on from afar. And that's fun for me. Because I know that like we're not interested in, well, not really, like we would not be a good match. I could tell. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just fun to have someone to crush on. Yeah, I have that too. Like, I have, I have at least one guy that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm obsessed with him from afar. Yeah. But like, it's not, it's, I've, I tried to date him. Yeah. I mean, I tried to make it happen. He's not interested, and that's okay. Yes. Sim similar. I had a similar situation. But then I also realized this is the thing about me. You were saying we're both busy. I, this is my biggest challenge with dating is that maybe I'll match with someone, which is always rare, right? Like when you actually match with someone and you message each other, that yeah. is the rarest. And my life is very full, and that's on purpose. I want to make my dreams come true. And there's a lot that I can do for that. So I have all these different hobbies or activities that I do. And they fill up my schedule in a great way. <clears throat> and if someone wants to join my life, in the beginning, my schedule kind of comes first. And as soon as we're a little more serious, they either join me or I make more time for them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the hardest part for me is that I'm just... My life is full. And so this person that I was into just seemed like a very apprehensive, like a little a little too shy and a little lower energy. That Sometimes that could be like a great balance, but seemed way too far ends of the spectrum for us ever to make sense, but totally fun to flirt with through texting and just see and enjoy looking at. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. That's the extent yeah. of that. Yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying about, like, your your life is full. Yeah. So I have that, too. I mean, there definitely are days that I come home from work and I lay on the couch and I watch TV. Yeah. But, like, that's needed. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my job is pretty demanding. I have this podcast. I have friends. I have other things going on. So, like, for me, that's, like, one of my biggest turnoffs in a guy. Is what? Is... When he can't respect that. Interesting. And I've just found it more and more recently that, like, these guys... I've gotten set up with two guys. This has happened twice so far. Okay. And I just see a clear disrespect of my time. What? How do you see it? So, I think I told this story the, um, in the previous episode, but I got set up with this guy, and he was traveling... So we scheduled a date for like like over a week in advance because that's when he was coming back. He's like, I really want to meet you. We spoke on the phone. Okay. He's like, I really want to meet you. Can I take you out this day? And like it was going to be a time that my work schedule was a little bit like it happens. It happens every couple months where I have a few weeks where I can't commit to plans after work. Okay. 
I just, I can't. Because I might get out of work at 6. I might get out of work at 7. I might get out of work at 9. I might get out of work later. Like, I just, I don't know. And I won't know until I leave. Right. So, I can't put that stress and pressure on myself of leaving. Because it's also not the thing. It's like, oh, can I leave early tonight? Like, no, we're, it's all hands on deck until, like, we're done. Until the work is done. Yeah. So... And I was, and I had told him that I'm like, I'm just letting you know there, like my July right now is busy. Um, probably for the next two weeks, it's busy. So we made a plan. We were supposed to meet on the 4th of July. He's like, are you doing stuff on the 4th of July? Like, are you going away or anything? I'm like, no, I'm not going away. Cause I didn't have Monday off. It was just going to be like a regular day for me. I was gonna, I had some plans with friends for the afternoon and the evening. Yeah. But I was like. I could meet you, like, for coffee, like, okay. like in the late morning or something. And he's like, okay, let's do brunch. And he made this plan. He asked about the 4th of July. Um, and, like, that that was one of my only days off this This summer happens to be one of the busiest summers of my life. Yeah. Like, between my July busy at work, August I'm moving, and I have a bunch of weddings, and I just have a lot that goes with all of that. Right. Um, and June was also pretty busy. I don't remember what it was busy with, but, like, it was busy with stuff. Um, so, like, this is a pretty busy summer, and when I have a day off, it's not taken for granted. No. So, he canceled on me, like, late the night before. Mm. After, and mind you, like, we made these plans over a week in advance. So, I, at that point, like, I did have plans for the evening, but... My friends were now getting it together to, like, make plans for the rest of the day. And I turned down several opportunities for right. plans with friends because, like, okay, already committed to this. I already committed to this. And this guy, like, he texts me. He's like, I'm going to have to cancel. Like, I didn't. He, like, had come back from traveling and was starting something with work. And he's like, I didn't finish all my errands on Monday, so I'm going to have to cancel for Tuesday. And I'm like... <laughs> He's like, when else are you free this week? And I'm like, I'm not. Right. I told you this. I'm busy at work. And, like, here's the thing. If it had been, like, oh, my gosh, like, someone's in the hospital. Or, like, God forbid, like, some other type of thing where it's, like, you really, like, it's an emergency and you have to cancel, that's fine. I'm pretty understanding. But you're telling me that you can't make time in your life once you, like you, like I set aside this time for you right. that you, you can't take a half an hour. You like, he could have like texted me and been like, Hey, I have a, I have more to do on Tuesday than anticipated. Could we do coffee instead of brunch? Yeah. The original plan. Like that's fine. Right. It seems like in this case though, both of you are super busy. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like you're canceling on me last minute he didn't apologize. Hmm. He just kind of expected that I would fit him into my schedule I see. during the week. And I'm like, no, you couldn't take a little bit of time to go with our original plan that you had asked for. So why, why should I have to then sacrifice something else? Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is I'm very willing to make time. But the second I see a disrespect in my time, I then don't want to give up my time. Yeah. And like And that's a first date? Yeah, that was for a first date. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, and I don't know, it's a recurring thing it seems in my life like I'm I guess it just comes with being busy. 
And, like, I have my schedule, like, all planned out. Mm-hmm. I have everything regimented. Like, it's just, it's all, I'm, I'm scheduling this in. I'm fitting that in. Like, I live my life on a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, some weeks are a little bit more flexible than others. But lately it hasn't been. Right. So, if you agree to a plan at a certain time, okay, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. But I had this again. A guy said, we made a plan for a phone call. I said, call me around 8.15, 8.30. Just give me a five-minute heads up. Like, I don't care, like, in that time frame to yeah. call. Like, I gave him, like, a little bit of time. He agreed to it. Doesn't call. He texts me at 10.30, and he's like, hey, I just got home. Can I call you now? I have to read you. I have to read you something. I didn't answer the text, by the way, because anyone who knows me knows that 10 o'clock is bedtime, and, like, I'm not answering texts after 10 o'clock. Um, where is this guy? Hold on, hold on. What was his name? I said that I've told this story so many times, and I've used a fake name. (laughs) I've called this person Sam. But, um, okay, I think I remember the story, but man, is it good. Um, I'm really overselling it now, but <laughs> I got set up with someone on Soyo at Sinai. I joined Soyo at Sinai, I don't know, like over a year after my relationship ended. I was not really interested in anyone and anything for at least a year after it ended. And then I joined it and thought, these are serious people. You're paying, you're doing matchmaking, you're not swiping. I felt there's something a little more serious about it. So I get set up with this guy who, like we were talking about before, was not immediately like, this is my dream, but more of a, let's give it a chance. What does a phone call hurt? You might really hit it off. That's mm-hmm. my position with most things. Unless it's like, I've been getting guys who are in their 50s with like several adult children, and I'm not so interested in that. I would prefer someone closer to my age. Um, possibly without children, but... If they have children, like, we'd have to be, like, a really good match for me to try that. I'm it, I'm older, so I understand it. But, like, this, I'm getting a lot of things far out of reach. So when it's closer to reach, I'm, I say, why not? So I text him and I say, hey, or he texts me, hi, Hadas, how are you? And I said, hi, I'm actually out right now, but I can talk later tonight. And he's like, cool, I'm at work. End of combo. <laughs> then, um... He didn't, he doesn't text me that night. He doesn't text me at like the next day. So I say, Hey, are you free this and this night to chat? And he said, he didn't answer for two days. And then when he answered, he said, can I call you now? And I was like, no, I'm actually not free. How about this and that night? And he's like, okay. And then he doesn't text me and then he doesn't make any, uh, he doesn't make any sort of like attempt to contact me. Like I, I keep saying, here are some dates. Like, I try to be proactive with it, and there's no real give from the other side. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm done. But I keep playing the give the benefit of the doubt. So um, I, sef- I sent him a voice memo, and I was like, this is, this is the fake name. And I was like, Sam, Sam, I need you to work with me here. Like, I give you a date. You don't just say, no, that doesn't work. Like, you give me some dates. And like, we can, we can make this happen. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was in a class until late. And it's like, still not the correct answer. And the correct answer is, I am free on these days. Oh my so I gosh. just kind of gave it up. And I told my matchmaker, I was like, this is what's been happening. 
I'm going to close it. And she said, I think that's premature. And I'm like, wait, what? And I was so frustrated. I like wrote to a few friends. I spoke to my parents. I was like, am I crazy? Like, what's happening here? No, you're here? not crazy. And, and then I explained it to her. She's like, Hadass, I understand. And I'm like, great. <laughs> She's like, some people are busy. Some people are that. I'm like, don't start with me with busy. I'm busy. I have a very full life and I'm very busy, but I can still send a text. I can yeah. still communicate with people about all sorts of things. You can make a plan. Yeah. Like you can communicate, this is when I'm busy. This is when I'm free. Let's schedule a time. Right. And it's not like this is the one hour in the entire week. No, there are several options. We can play with that. And if this is, again, like, it's, I feel really arrogant saying this, but for someone I don't know, you have to earn a reschedule. Like, yeah. right now, this is my schedule, and I don't know you yet. I'm, I am interested in talking to you, and I'm going to make some options, like, available for sure, of course. If I'm interested in dating, I can't have no time for someone. Yeah. But, but I'm not so comfortable rescheduling things that I'm excited about and that enrich my life. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you, and that's my problem, is that, like, I see other people, like, I know how seriously I take my schedule, mm -hmm. so I understand when other people are busy. I understand when people have crazy work schedules. I understand when people have other things that are important to them. Yeah. But what I don't understand is, like, people who are disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And, like, I see it all as disrespect, and I think it, it could just be that I'm overly sensitive to this because it's happened so many times. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I have like, I had the same thing with a guy in, um, on Sayyid Sinai and I think I said this before and I really, really didn't have time the week that he wanted to talk. I don't know if I had a busy work schedule. I can't remember what was going on, but I had something going on. So I had one night free and I was like, can we speak on this night? Like my schedule is busy. I think I gave him two options even. And he's like, that that's your only free time. And he kind of gave me, like, a guilt trip, like, oh, what are you going to do, like, when you have a family? So, and okay, I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? Um, but I think um, we definitely should speak about this topic. But let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get into it. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Are you tired of swiping on dating apps? Tired of guessing whether the cute guy or girl you keep seeing around is Jewish and or single? Then you need to run, not walk, to join Corona Crush. Corona Crush is a Jewish organization working to create Jewish couples always. Corona Crush has over 30 confirmed engagements, over 22,000 members from all over the world, and has set up over 50,000 speed dates. Join the Corona Crush Facebook group and post yourself or have a friend post you and see who reaches out. Fill out the survey to sign up for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. Corona Crush is 100% free and 100% Jewish. Worst case, you end up with some stories of your own. Best case, you find the love of your life. Try it out today. Here on Sticky Situations, we tend to focus on bad dating stories, but sometimes dates do go well and lead to proposals and weddings. Who would have thought? And what do all of those require, you might be asking? Well, the answer is flowers. Who doesn't want flowers from someone they've been seeing? Don't forget, flower petals and bouquets needed for proposals. And that's even before all the flowers that go into weddings. 
Sticky Situations is sponsored by Primrose Flower Shop. In my opinion, Primrose is the coolest flower shop around and has the best customer service to fulfill all of your floral needs. Primrose offers a range of services from your basic bouquets to subscription services where you can get flowers delivered once a week. They deliver all over the tri-state area, including Manhattan. Primrose does weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, and other simchas. I've personally been to a wedding where Primrose did the flowers, and the work they did was beyond gorgeous. Primrose additionally offers in-store proposals, including a romantic setup with candles and music. Primrose is located at 2922 Avenue M in Brooklyn, and the phone number is 929-376-9815. You can also follow Primrose on Instagram at PrimroseNY. So, if you can't get someone out of your head, buy them some flowers from Primrose. They'll either love it or they'll find you really creepy. But regardless, the flowers will be out of this world. And we're back. Whew, what a trick. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adaz, you said that you had some some comments to add yes, on yes, the topic yes, yes. that I brought up. I think about this a lot, about just life balances. Yeah. And specifically what that person said to you about what are you going to do when you're married. And that's something that I think about a lot. I would very much like to have as full of a life as I can throughout my entire life. And I would involve my children and my spouse in that for sure. Of course, they're not always going to like all my hobbies. And I'm not going to like theirs. But there's got to be a balance. There's got to be an ability to be your own person. Um, for me, I, I understand other people being a little defensive hearing that anyone doesn't have time for them. Even though it's not you saying, I don't have time for you. Sometimes people could hear that, right? Like, yeah. like, like imagine like you, even if it's friends, right? You, you made a new friend or you have a friend and they just don't have time for you. It feels personal, even though it probably isn't. It might be. So whenever I'm dating someone new and I'm like, I promise you this isn't you. I promise you this is my schedule in general. Here are the slots that I'm like available and I really want to make this work. But the other days I'm not. And I share with them like, Tuesdays is choir. At that time, Wednesday was band practice. Thursday once a month is book club. Monday. Oh wait, did you acquire tonight? No. Oh, okay. It's de- it's only during the school season. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like the high school season. I was like, <laughs> no 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 no. But I figured you would have told me. Yeah. Of when course. I said Tuesday. Absolutely. So these are things that I like and enjoy, and I don't want to miss. And I can't miss because sometimes I run them. So it's like, I can't miss. Yeah. Um. And we just have to make it work. And I will make it work. Like, I will make time for you. Now, Monday is my only free night of the week, but now it's yours. So please, like, take it and understand it and don't think it's about you. But I understand that they might see it that way. And also, like, what you said before, it might just, like, right now, I'm allowed to be selfish with my time. Yeah. And do things where, okay, so now I'm not as into it but it used to be I would always watch The Bachelor on Monday okay I would always watch The Bachelor on Monday with my friends when it was on Mm -hmm. and you know what I dated people during that time I tried not to schedule dates for Monday even like when I did was dating someone and The Bachelor was on on Mondays he knew and he's like (laughs) go hang out with your friends like right he's like but there were a couple times where the only night of the week with both of our schedules we could hang out was that night that so the bachelor he would was on come watch the bachelor with you no we were just <laughs> but like he 
he tried to encourage me to just like be with my friends, Absolutely. do my thing. But I'm like, okay, we're at a point in our relationship where I prioritize you over The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. So, like, if this is the only night of the week that I can see you, I'm going to see you. Absolutely. But that's not the same. Like, what you're saying is, like, okay, I have choir on Tuesdays. Yes. I cannot miss choir. That is static. Like, that, for me, that's work. Like, mm -hmm. I am working late these two weeks. Right. I cannot just ditch work. The podcast, sometimes, like, I'll go back and forth with guests about scheduling times. And, like, if that time's set, that time is set. Yeah. I really try, I like, I treat the podcast seriously and I try to schedule it around times that work for me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes things come up. And very, very occasionally I have rescheduled for the podcast. But sometimes it's, it's not easy to reschedule. Yeah. And I don't want to reschedule. I made this commitment i these people are nice enough to come be guests on my podcast so like i'm gonna stick to the commitment that i made mm -hmm. like i'm not i'm not saying it never happens like okay something really cool might come up and like an opportunity or i might have to work late unexpectedly or or i have something comes up right but like i'm not gonna schedule i'm not gonna cancel a podcast recording to go on a date with someone a first if, date. A first date. Yeah. If we have a date planned, I'm going to not schedule podcast recording on that day. Right. Right. But, like, I'm not about to ditch all of my other responsibilities. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit more flexible and timing is a little bit more flexible. But it's also, like, this is what I do and this is what it, what's important to me. You know what I heard? I don't remember where I heard it, but if some, someone religious mentioned putting something in your room or making space in your room that is for your future spouse to like start recognizing that you have to make space for someone else and the the action that you do for that is literally a physical space yeah so i can't do that <laughs> we live in new york city like i'm sorry i don't have space for a future spouse because right now in my apartment because you know what? If I have a future spouse, we're going to have two incomes where we get a bigger apartment. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm not leaving a space. Like, I have limited space as it is. So, the idea that this person had was, like, on your nightstand where you usually put your lotion, remove that lotion. Like, that spot Why? is now for just, like, a kind of, you know, action thought. And do you, do you do that? I haven't done it yet, but I feel like I should. I'm not going to. I don't, I don't like know. that idea. Like, in theory, it's nice, but it's also, like, does that mean that my life isn't full without someone? Oh, that's an interesting point of view. I don't think it's that. I think it's more, um, you just have to, you have to re, what's the word? You have to do some Tetris, like life Tetris, and make sure there's space for that extra piece. Yeah, and I think when the time comes, I'm going to make the space for that extra piece. But right now, right. I don't need empty spaces in my life. <laughs> That's so funny because I, I'm also a very scheduled person. Um, two weeks ago... I read, I read my schedule to my friend. She was like, wow, that's so much. And I said, but this is what I like. Like, I love having a packed schedule with all the things that I love doing. I, I did, one night was, one day was work. 
I left work early to take a sewing class. After the sewing class, I went to a singing circle. In between the sewing class and the singing circle, I might have been in a support group. I have a sick family member, so there's like a support group for that. And I wanted to do it, it would have been my first one. And even though I had three other activities that day, I was like, this is totally worth it. If I can fit it in, I would really benefit from it and I would do it. And I wouldn't feel drained, I wouldn't. I would feel fulfilled. I am energized by doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do try to leave gaps in the schedule because for me, for work, I work in Broadway and we got a lot of free tickets. And you can't choose whatever date you want. They tell you what dates. So whatever they have, you have to make fit in your schedule. So I always leave like a Monday and Thursday as open as I can because I know we'll probably get like offers here and there and it would be nice to have that or some random kind of plan would pop up like someone wants to come watch a movie or a date or whatever it is. I try to leave spaces or just a day for me to do nothing mm-hmm. like cook and eat and watch TV and do nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying more and more to be a little more flexible while still doing the things I love. Um, but I also have a hard time. Let's say one week I had no plans after work and it was nice. But if I would have had two weeks in a row like that, I would be a little antsy, like very antsy. Yeah. And I hear that. I think when I was working from home, that was my mentality as well. Mm. I find that I get more and more drained now because I go into the office every day. Oh, interesting. So being, and I'm a very social person. Yeah, I was going to say, do you but, think you're like a secret introvert? No, I think I'm just the tired. Energy, you're just tired. I think, I think I get worn out really easily. I think it's a byproduct of COVID. Like, just you're not used to it anymore. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's been a while. I mean, it really hasn't been that long. I have, I've only been going into the office every day for about six months. Okay. So like, but it's been a long time since you've done that. Yeah, it was about three years. No, that's a. I think that's since a I huge that. change. When I, when we came back from COVID real early, because our CEO wanted us to repopulate Times Square, literally. So September 2020, we were coming back. Not September. September. No, September 2020, we were coming in twice a week. Wow. Pre-vaccine. And then over November, December, so many people got sick because they went to see their families. We did not go back to the office until May, where it went from two to three to four to full full time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm actually really, I have the opposite. I I would feel drained if I was at home. I need to get out of the house and see people. Yeah. And then come home to my home and have it be the calm space. Yeah. I think what I find is now that I go into the office, I have less time. Yeah, there's the commute to, is just a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, even even my commute is between twenty to thirty minutes. Same, each way. But that's still, that's still time. extra time out of my day. And like, whereas I used to be at home, right? I used to be able to like, yes, I was working. Yeah. But I would get up. Now I have to get up even earlier. I like to work out in the morning because mm-hmm. that's really the only time I personally can exercise. And there's no excuses of like, oh, I just ate or I didn't eat or I have to shower. Yeah, you know? no, now it's more like I can't get up. <laughs> but like, I like to work out in the morning. So when that turns, that when that goes from 7.30 wake up to 6.30 wake up, because now I need to factor in 
a half hour to an extra half hour to get ready right. and a half hour for like the mute then it becomes way harder and like when my lunch break turns into like a half an hour trying to eat lunch really quickly in the office where it used to be I eat whenever I want in front of my desk nobody like unless I have meetings yeah it doesn't really matter I can go take a walk for an hour like I have my phone like nobody's seeing what I'm doing it really changes because I think the beginning part of COVID was really bad for me um the first the very very first part of COVID was great because I was like just in the house with my parents and I walked around the block a thousand times yeah and I was always on the move and it was it was just like a nice little routine and then I came back to the city and it was my busy season at work and I didn't leave my apartment wow. ever. I left once a week. You're so busy. Yeah, because my work schedule was busy and by the time I was done working it was dark. Yeah. And like I couldn't really take a lunch break to go take a walk. So then after those couple months I was That's like a lot. I was like never again. I can't do that anymore. From now on, I need to make sure I leave my apartment once a day, at least. Yes. And, like, even at my busiest, I would at least go outside and walk around the block or something. I remember. Or go get coffee. I remember a few days like that before we went back to the office where Tuesdays are our meeting days. So, nonstop, meeting after meeting after meeting. Sometimes, like, an hour break in between. But, you know, we always try to stuff more and more meetings. So, I remember one Tuesday at 6 p.m., I put on my sneakers and I just walked from 96 to 66 I just like I needed to release all this pent-up energy of just sitting by a computer all day Mm -hmm. um it was a lot yeah and I used to do that like last summer I was talking to someone like I used to take hawker walks last summer what's that it's just a you're taking a walk and you're a hot girl Oh, you might have girl. you might have oh, an iced coffee. I didn't hear you. Said. You're probably listening to a podcast, or you're on the phone, or listening to a really good playlist, and you're just like walking, and you're just like vibing. It's it's a vibe. <laughs> Hot girl walk is a vibe. Okay. Um, and I used to take them all the time last summer. I would take Hot girl walks during lunch. Usually, I would like bring my iced coffee with me or pick one up somewhere. So you have to have a drink in hand. That's a requirement. It's not a requirement, but it's just highly encouraged. I just want to know what the optimal way to do a hot coffee Yeah, no, the is. optimal way is to have an iced coffee. I see. What if I don't drink iced coffee, Rachel? So a, what a do cold I do? beverage. Okay. A cold beverage, preferably in a cup with a straw. All right, but a reusable, everything is reusable, right? Sustainable for the environment? I guess it depends. I don't think there's a dependence there. <laughs> it's whatever you. you want it to be. But maybe not. But yeah, so I used to do that all the time. I would go during lunch and then after work I would unless I had something right after work, I would usually put on my shoes, go walk for at least a half an hour to an hour. And then What a joy. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Or I last summer I was hybrid for part of the summer Mm -hmm. at my old job. I would go in two days a week. So I had two friends who we would walk home from the office for midtown. I love that. I started I love walking home from work. I work in the theater district. Yeah. And it takes about 40 minutes to get home, but it's a lovely activity to release just the day. Yeah, so I work a little bit further down now. Mm-hmm. So I think it would probably take me closer to like two hours. No way. Hour and a half. Wow. Um, but I want to do it one day. I've just been, I've had something every First night. First of all, it's also really hot right now. Yeah, we're about to hit a heat wave. Yeah. 
But, I mean, and I just have so many things waiting for me when I come home that I, like, need I to do. It has to be on the right day that yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Also, I get out of, like, last summer I would leave work at, like, 5, 5.30. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I can't leave until 6. So, it's, like, that that half an hour to an hour makes a difference. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I try to make time for somebody to theoretically be in my life. Right. And, like... If there was somebody, it's also, I need to find someone who's worth giving that time to. Yeah. That's my struggle because the second I see any sign of like disrespect in my time or something I don't like, I no longer want to give my time to that person. Right. I think, yeah. Do you think that's your biggest hurdle? No, because I think the right guy wouldn't cancel on me last minute or mm-hmm. wouldn't just like blow me off yeah i think if the i think if it was the right guy he would like do what i would need him to do right i think there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's so much to build up sometimes to get there you know sometimes yeah. it's innate people are confident secure respectful and sometimes they need to be reminded a little bit yeah, so I do that job. So you're welcome to all the girls dating these guys <laughs> after they have dealt with me because I am not afraid to tell them what they did wrong. I see. And I'm just like, even like, I don't know, I matched with this guy on Hinge a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and we were, we were messaging. He's like, I told him that I was busy at work, like work was about to like get super busy. So I couldn't like commit to a day. He's like, okay. Let's talk on the... F- I'm like, can we... Also, I asked for a phone call before meeting up, whatever. And he's like, sure. He's like, when do you want to talk? And I'm like, I should be home early enough tomorrow. Like, whatever night we were talking. The next day, I'm like, I think I still have a couple days before it really gets crazy. Yeah. So, I should have, like, a pocket of time. Like, 20 minutes to half an hour to talk t- tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not sure your schedule, but could you be flexible? If I let you know what time I get home and if that works, we can have a call. We can have a call. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Just let me know. Cool. So he was texting me throughout the day, like a little bit in the afternoon. And he's like, are you still, um, he's like, do do you still want to talk later? And I'm like, yeah, hopefully I won't get home so late, but I'll let you know when I leave work. Um, and we can go from there. He's like, perfect. So we're we're literally texting as I am on the subway home. And I told him, I'm like, by the way, I'm leaving work now. Um, I should be home in like a half an hour. Um, and he's like, okay, great. So at some point during my commute, we were texting and he's like, he's like, I'm looking forward to speaking. I need to go like do a couple things around my apartment, but let me know when you get home or whatever, or let me know what time work, when works best for you to talk. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I send it back. I put it back in his court. Cause I'm like, I'll be home in 15 minutes. Right. Um, I can speak whenever you tell me, like you just said you have to do stuff. So now you tell, no, I, I gave him like a time frame. Right. I'm like, I'll be home in about 15 minutes, which was around seven. Um, I can speak like at any point until like nine. Okay. Like I cut it off at nine. I was like, what preferably happens? before nine o'clock or before nine, before nine, nine thirty. Yeah. So that gave him like two and a half hour window of time. I was like, let me know what time works best for you or if that works and I didn't hear from him oh boy like 
literally we were texting he even confirmed we were still talking <laughs> he knew i was on my way home he knows where i work he knows where i live meaning like the, the area frame yeah he knows the time frame yeah and i said preferably before 9 30. what happened so then i was like at some point i'm just sitting it's like 8 30 and i'm like maybe my text didn't go through because i was on the subway i see because he never responded we were texting and then he just like didn't respond yeah i was like giving a little bit i never give the benefit of the doubt anymore because i don't think people deserve it um but i was a little bit giving the benefit of the doubt but again this is why i don't give the benefit of the doubt I was like, okay, maybe my text didn't go through or maybe he responded and it didn't come through because that happens to me all the time because my phone, like, I don't have an iPhone. So when you're sending regular text messages, messages, I have no way of knowing. I see. If it goes through or if it doesn't go through. Okay. If it's WhatsApp, I know. Got but it. regular texting, I have no idea. So I text him. I was like, hey, just following up. Um, wanted to see if you got my text earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and if you still want to talk. And he is like... He's like, oh, hey. He's like, I ended up going to my friend's apartment. Can we talk tomorrow oh, night? Oh, boy. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> like, and he had told me that he lives in a building with all of his friends. So I know he's not like Once out, in a like, lifetime I, opportunity yeah. to be with And it's also friends. like, he's probably down the hall. Like, he could be like, oh, let me go talk to this girl for 20 minutes. Right. I made a plan. Like, right. we didn't have like a set in stone time planned do you feel like people i don't see you're right that this is a disrespect of time but do you think the bigger thing is is that people just aren't as interested not in you in dating yeah from what he was showing me is that he's clearly not interested see i see this is the i have two big topics one is i am not so worried about dating and i am worried about that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I'm 36 and I would like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of friends get married and move and get engaged and whatever. And that's a little bit concerning, but I also know that as much as I could do, nothing I do will actually make it happen. It's so random. Yes, if I hide in my house and I never come out, that's never gonna happen. But like, if I am social, if I am, attempting to be active on apps or sites um and if i'm like friendly and go to meals and invite new people to meals like if i try my best to be out there and be open to it that's as much as i could do like yeah. there's no real fast track there's no sure way of doing it so i'm kind of just relaxed into the plan of this will happen when it happens yeah. But that's scary. I've kind of done the same, actually, because I've gotten myself all worked up about it. Yeah. And I've gone crazy proactive. But at the end of the day, I'm very easy to find. <laughs> I'm so easy to find. I would agree about myself. Yeah. Like, I'm so out there. <laughs> like, I have this podcast. Right. Like, I I know how many listeners I have. I know how, what percentage of them are male. I know that of the whatever percentage of male listeners i have which is about half i know nice. that half of you listeners are male probably a good portion of that are guys who are single of my eight well i, I know the age demographics also <laughs> like they're in my age demographics most of them i would guess a bunch of them are single right 
Like, if you want to date me, you know how to find me. Yeah. Like, I'm very active in our community. People know my name. People know my face. People see me. I'm on the apps. I am... I I have not been good at hosting people, but I attend events. I go to shul. I go to the park. I'm very social. I'm very out there. So that's my thing. Like, and I tell anyone who who will listen, like, oh yeah, I'm single. Set me up. Like, I say it. I ask people, oh, do you know anyone for me? Like, I'm very proactive about it. So I have come to the conclusion that someone just needs to come find me and you know like what my mother used to say yeah. to me she'd say Hadass no one's gonna come to the door and say hi does Hadass live here and oh I hope he doesn't come to my door and when, when, that's kind of creepy when I had when I was in my last relationship I told him like one day can you please knock on the door and be like hi does Hadass live here <laughs> I think it would just be so funny but um I do think about that because the busy thing the 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 kind of passive I well not passive but the kind of lack of urgency that I have and the fact that my my life is so full I had a friend tell me I think the reason why there's a shidduch crisis or whatever it is yeah is because we fill our lives and we are happy with our lives and if we were slightly less happy we would want to enrich it with another person and start this other, like a different phase of life. And I thought that was a very interesting point of view. I don't think it is completely true, but I think there's something there. Our lives are so fulfilled alone that what is the urgency to share it with anyone? I think it's different because I think personally for me, like, if you ask me like what I would want in my life right now, mm-hmm. I would say I want to live in the suburbs with a house and a husband and a few kids. Is that like, the primary primary thing? Like that's what I want yeah. right now. But like that's not what I have right now. And there are a lot of factors. Like it's also like I don't want to just marry anyone. Absolutely. So because I haven't met the right person who I want to have that life with even though that's the ideal life that I want right now you don't just want it with anyone I don't want it with just anyone I want it with the right person and he hasn't found me yet (laughs) so therefore I and I'm not saying what my life is right now is like the consolation prize because like I still try to find things that make me feel fulfilled in my life. That's the whole reason I started this podcast. I wanted to do something that, not really to help people, but like entertain people, get conversations going, just like have something else, some sort of outlet for myself that other people might enjoy. And relate to. And like, would I give this podcast up for a sec, like in a second to have a baby? A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want. I want a baby. I don't just want to, like, have a baby. I want the husband and the house and the kids and all of that. And, like, would I give up my life how it is right now for that life? Yes. And that might be controversial to say because some people might not. I personally I think would. It's hard to, I think it's hard to get to that conclusion. It's hard to... 
it's it's great that you you're there yeah I, I think it's hard I think it's hard for me to think of that like I've when I was younger, I, I wanted to get married because I thought that's, like, what you do. I, had, I told you, like, I had no concept. I thought I was going to get married by 22. I don't know. And then yeah. 25, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, you're so... You don't even know what you're doing. How would you possibly get married and know yourself and be in a committed relationship with another human? But... And I'm also the type of person who... I'm not dying to be a mother, but when I love someone... I certainly want to have children with them. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, it's not a... Like you're saying, like, you want the house and all that, but you only want it with the right person. For me, that's the family life. Um, so when I was in a relationship, I wanted very badly to get to that stage because this was the person for me. It's also hard for me to see that they're not the person for me, like, even still. Mm -hmm. Not that I am waiting or pining. It's just, this is my favorite person and I had the best time with them um, and what my life was enriched. Like, like, you know how you can be, you can have joyful moments in your life and then you can also be happy. I feel like I was also happy at that time. So when something like that comes along again, uh, that's when I wanna get married and that's where the desire to have children comes. Right now, it's more, how can I continue to improve myself and do things in my life that enrich my life and hopefully that person comes along and we fulfill new new things that I just can't do by myself I could but I don't want to I don't want to have a kid by myself yeah I don't either I don't want to live in a house by myself me neither um not to say that we can afford all of that but even if we could I just don't think I want that I could buy a house very nice. I mean, in not Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Have you I, seen cheap old houses on Instagram? No, I should look. <gasps> you, you'll look at that and you'll be like, I could buy that right now. I mean, now is a really bad market to buy a house because of the interest rates. But like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I could buy a house if I wanted to, but I don't know where I want to live. I don't know where I want to buy That's the house. Also, I don't want to take care of a house by myself. Nope. Like, even if I were to like, give up on this, like, whatever life I'm living right now and go yeah. move somewhere quieter and get like buy a place instead of rent I never I don't see it being a full-size house I see it probably being like some sort of condo maybe a townhouse like mm. I just I can't take care of a whole house by myself I believe in you I don't want to though do I feel a like tool belt and some tools you can do no. it I've also been watching a lot of true crime or not watching I've been listening to a lot of true crime at work lately <laughs> We've just been really busy at work, and I'm like, I, I just need to listen to something that will, like, stimulate. Your white noise like, during the tedious Yeah, like, something tasks. really interesting during this tedious stuff. I see. So, I've been listening to true crime podcasts, and, like, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm afraid of everything. Are you? I can't so, see like, that. You're so tough. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not afraid of people, except for the ones who are going to murder me. No, I'm, I'm tough. You yeah, you can't. Right. And, like, just a woman in a house by herself somewhere remote like that's just asking for someone to come in and murder you do you know what i think people should be scared of the women who live on their own they should you don't know what they're doing in there they could be witches yeah or they could be serial killers exactly like i don't know i listen to a lot of true crime i scare myself at night i've got to like stop like it's so interesting like i find everything else that i'm listening to boring <laughs> and i'm like i just need to listen to more true crime <laughs> i need to know who else that's got murdered care and 
Yeah, but then at night when I'm going to sleep, I'm like, Are what you if... scared? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm very afraid. Do you use Citizen? No. Because I don't want to. It would scare Can me I too much. Can I just tell you, I find it so funny. When I see an alert that says shots fired, all I'm thinking is like, shots fired, what? Oh, my gosh. No. I, I just find it scary. It doesn't scare me. It makes me laugh. They have the weirdest headlines. Two brothers fighting. Why do we need to know their brothers? Like, why yeah. is that important bit information? Heated dispute in yoga studio. It's my favorite. My, <laughs> my top favorite is man steals woman's wallet, throws it in the trash, runs away. Heck. <laughs> also, like, New York City, I just... In some ways, I feel safer in New York City because all these true crime stories that I've been listening to quiet, are in uh, really quiet distant. suburban, yeah, I don't like, like middle I don't of like nowhere. The they scare me. It's too quiet. No one can hear you scream. I mean, no like paying attention. Like literally, I listened to one today where not to trigger anyone, but like this mother left her daughter's <laughs> her daughter's shared room. Shared a room. She would at night when she put them to bed, she would leave their door cracked open okay. so she could hear them. And in the middle of the night, she woke up to go to the bathroom. She thought she heard something. And she looked, and their door was closed. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Um, she's like, oh, they, like they, one of them must have gone up to go to the bathroom and closed the door or something. Didn't think anything of it. The next morning, she comes. The window was broken into, and one of her daughters was kidnapped. Oh, wow. Because they live on the first floor. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. I live in an apartment building, not on the first floor. And I'm like, but wait. What about when I have a house one day? Someone could just open the window and steal my child? Yeah, so that's scary. So maybe I will stay in New York forever, even though I don't like New I York. I have to tell you, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have, like, the darkest sense of humor right now, and I'm like, you should put an air tag on her. No, like, whenever I do have kids, like, I'm going to chip them or something. <laughs> like, you know how people chip their dogs? Yes. Can you get your children chipped? Because that's what I want to do. Maybe you can pierce their ears and put something in the earring. I'm going. I'm going to figure it out, everybody. I would love I'm for you figure to figure it out. it out. We can make a business. I'm going to figure it out. It's not going to be to stalk them, and like we can, but like, what? Like, God forbid, right. all of these things could have been avoided. Yeah. But we're we're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hadas, before yes. we get into our wrap up sections, yes. do you have any other stories or insights that you would like to share? Oh, the pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Any other stories or insights I would like to share? I just think um, it's really important to try to get to know yourself as much as you can and know what's really important to you and what your limits are and what you need to work on. It's, it's important for life, but getting into, if we're talking about relationships, getting into any relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic. You have to know who you are in order to have a successful relationship. And, you know, just therapy for everyone, reading certain books, just really doing cheshbon nefesh at night. Like, I I think about my day often. What did I do? How could I have done it better? I don't beat myself up, but I do try to think about it and say, is that nice what I did? Or could I have been nicer? Or am I being patient enough with this or that or myself? If we can spend a little more time on that, it would just be better for everyone. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And also just go on all the adventures. Make yeah. your dreams come true. Say yes to things. Unless yeah. they're really bad. Unless someone's trying to kidnap you. 
Unless it's like a fun kidnapping. I guess. But I like not the ones, ones I've been oh no. <laughs> I've listened to too much true crime. I'm triggered. <laughs> like this girl got kidnapped on a cruise ship. Now I'm afraid oh. to go on a cruise. I would never go on a cruise. You're stuck in the middle of the water. I can't yeah. leave whenever I want. Okay, now that I listen to this episode of the True Crime Podcast, um so she went missing in international waters on a cruise ship. There are no real authorities on the boat. And then everyone's just, it's like a free-for-all. You're in international waters. They think she was kidnapped and sold into sex trafficking. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think there was no conclusion on what actually happened to her. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I also don't like because these aren't fiction. It's true crime. Right. So some of these crimes you are unsolved. You can't suspend your disbelief like a horror movie. Yeah, some of these crimes are unsolved. Okay, maybe you need to switch what you're listening to. Yeah, I don't maybe know why. Like an audio book. Maybe a mystery audiobook where it is wrapped up at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely scaring myself, but I need to get it all out of my system. Okay. Um, so I'm done with it. Are you are you the type of person who likes to think of worst case scenario and once you're familiar with it it's no longer scary? That's what I um, do. yeah, I think of the worst case scenario, but I still get scared. Okay. I'm just a natural um realist, borderline so? pessimist. So I always <laughs> think of the worst. The worst thing that could happen. And then hope that it doesn't happen. Right. But, like, in preparing myself for it to happen. Do you also kind of want certain bad things to happen so you could get it over with? Like, I want to be stung by a bee so I'm no longer scared. I feel like that's fine. Like, I don't... Th- I'm not afraid <laughs> of a bee. No, but you know, like, little things. Like, like I want a bird to poop on me so I could be like, okay, that I've experienced happened it. To me. Like, let's move on. That stuff has already happened to me. Yeah. I'm more talking about, like, getting kidnapped. Right. And murdered. We should try it, maybe, and then see no. if you like it. No, 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 no. Just be more open, Rachel. No, I don't want to get connected. Give the benefit murdered. of the doubt. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, that was my advice. Oh, that was your piece of advice. <laughs> that was my my uh, words of wisdom for this episode. Is try getting kidnapped and, and murder just a little, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I guess with that, we'll move on to <laughs> your real piece of advice. Oh no, that wasn't it. What, get kidnapped and murdered? <laughs> no, the bits about um, adventures and knowing yourself. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good piece of advice. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, and then last but certainly not least, Hadas, yes. what is your real housewife tagline? I have too many dreams for one lifetime. I like that. I My like friend it. said that to me once and it stuck with me. I was like, that's so true. That is who I am. And I hope you can make as many of your dreams come true in this lifetime. Thank you. Amen. Amen, Sela. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hadas, this has been really great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. This is really sticky. <laughs> I feel like we, we, we talked a lot about like some more serious topics. but yeah, we went all over okay. the place, which yeah. is how we are, I think. Yeah. And guys, just remember, if I can leave you with one tip of advice, it's not even about dating. Lock your doors and be aware of your surroundings because, I don't know, maybe listen to one or two episodes of a true crime podcast and it will scare you into it. So <laughs> lock your doors, be aware of your surroundings. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Sticky Situation Nation, you'll catch me next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.